What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Rod Dannon who's the founder of Prentice. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Life is good. Can't complain. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on and learn more about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of it, what is Prentice? So Prentice sources undiscovered tech talent that you can trial and then hire with confidence. So what that means is we get the best talent from all these different bootcamp grads across the country, vet them through a process, and then put them on our platform where you can just basically start a trial. So work with them for up to 90 days, Make sure it's a fit and hire them with confidence in the case it is. But otherwise, you know, we're removing all the risk from hiring junior tech talent. So walk me through how this works. I mean, this is like pretty exciting. I mean, I think that like hiring is still like uh, there's, there's no there's no killer app for hiring yet. And, you know, you think there would be. So like there's so much opportunity. Like if I was a big company and I was hiring people, how would I use this? What's my user experience? Yeah. So when you come on, uh, one of the main things we do is we actually blur name and pictures. So we try to keep things unbiased and you come on, you see these profiles with just the basic information. So projects, bio skills, uh, what they did in the previous life since bootcamp grads are career switchers. And then from there you can request interviews, everything's automated. So if they accept just automatically shows up in your calendar. And then from there you can interview and decide if you want to start a trial. And with trials, we keep things really simple. So they go, they all go up to 90 days, standardized $20 per hour. So it's a discounted rate and that goes through Stripe Connect. So no worries about payroll or the 1099s. And during the first 30 days, you know, it's a feel out period. So if you say, hey, like there's no chance that this person's gonna work, we made a mistake, you just end up prematurely, but you can work with them for up to 90 days. And in the case that you wanna hire them, just give them an offer. And then from there, you get to work with them full time. Tell me a little bit about why did you decide to start this? What's the origin of the story for Prentice? Yeah, so Prentice is actually kind of like a pivoted startup, but I've been on interns for a while. So before this last last year and pre-COVID, I was working on a different startup, worked with some interns from boot camps, and they were really, they're really like skilled. They helped us out with building the product, really move things forward. But one of the people we talked to said he was searching for like nine months, but no one would even give him a shot. And it was crazy because like I, this guy was, you know, he was helping us a, a lot, great team player, very knowledgeable, but just would not get any shot. So from there, was kind of looking at the job market, decided to initially start with unpaid internships for pre-MVP startups. Uh, tried that in summer. So we actually ran like 10 internship trials for that and made about 5K of, of revenue, but there was too much variability in startups. You know, pre-MVP, you don't really know what the hell you're building. And some, sometimes they failed, sometimes they were good, but... Otherwise, um, you know, unpaid internships themselves aren't inclusive. 
So while I was, you know, trying to figure out how to make this work, I just started building content for bootcamp grads. So we started community podcast, uh, newsletters, which is still ongoing to about 600 people. And then from there, rebuilt the, I tried to build a platform to automate everything for the target customer I think I needed, uh, which was wrong. Uh, and then January, I finally did the proper research, figured out who the target customer is, added the features they need in, in February. And now in March, this is the big sales marketing month. So I'm curious, how do you think about, as you go through a few pivots and then you're, you're now going into a big launch, how do you think about sales and marketing? Just like not what's your plan or like what, what, what are all the steps? But like, I mean, as a startup, like there's like not very, there's not a lot of resources available. Like, are you, you know, is, are you going scrappy? Like PR, you don't have to share if like, you don't want to, but just how do you view getting the word out about this? Yeah. So, you know, it's highly dependent on, on your target customer and what you're trying to sell. So in this case, we're trying to position ourselves in like the recruiting space. So if you look at recruiters, you know, they're paying them usually 20% of someone's salary, which is 20,000, 30,000, 40,000. So in our, in our target market, like they're able to pay higher prices because we're giving them the actual talent, but we're not charging those crazy fees either. And when we, so since we're in this kind of high, higher ticket going mostly just cold emails to, to start um, and that's on the business side. But, you know, for the supply side, like I mentioned previously, it's a lot of content. So we have our weekly podcast, newsletter, community, and mostly just my personal LinkedIn post. That's where I get most of our talent from. That's awesome. I uh, LinkedIn, I think it's like, in some ways it's very overrated. In other ways, it's very underrated. Um, it depends depending on what you're trying to get out of it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more annoying as a platform now than it was like a year ago or even two years ago. So I, I, I get the hate, but also it's something you have to use still if you're doing any sort of business. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, today, what, what does an average day look like for you as you're, as you're building this out? Still very early stages and mostly sales and marketing. Are you building time shipping product? Are you working with like, you know, you know, contractors, you know, what's a day in the life for you? Yeah. So, you know, solo founder is, is a pretty hard life. Um, so I try to keep things kind of separate. Uh, so for example, January was a month where I was mostly focused on research. So that was my whole theme for the month, just reaching out, talking to people, doing product research, all this different stuff. Then February was a product month. So I went hard on building. And while I have like certain things I have to do every week that require like about five to 10 hours in terms of marketing, uh, I was mostly just, you know, heads down building. So now that I'm in a sales marketing month, you know, I'm doing a lot of writing. So it's a lot of creativity, a lot of uh, copyright focus. And so right now, like, for example, like after this, I'm writing landing page copy, then I'm integrating a landing page. Then I have to write uh, a sale, some sales emails as, as examples, create some sales decks. So a lot of similar tasks to make sure I'm not doing too much context switching. hundred percent. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. If you were to kind of like look out with what you're doing, you know, your past launch, you got a thousand employees, you know, just big company, you've done what you wanted to do. What does kind of the company look like then? Or I guess in other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in um, with, with Prentice? Yeah, so if I'm, talk, if I'm talking to like the investor focus, basically uh, right now, yeah, we do you know these trials. We're trying to get talent into jobs, but the long-term focus is to be the career center for boot camps. So with 2020, everything going remote, all these boot camps grow by, grew by over 100%. I know because I worked part-time on one. And 
they're going to need more career resources because their main marketing metric is their placement rates. How many people get hired within six months of bootcamp? And with more people going there, not going to college, uh, there's going to be need to be better resources, but maybe, maybe Lambda is the best job, but most do not do a good job. So they would be using us for our internships, but also we're building a lot of content around communications and all the, all the soft skills that the boot camps don't teach. So eventually, you know, they'll outsource most of the stuff to us. And that's the main thing. That's a spot on thesis. A hundred percent. I've spent some time thinking about this, like, like it, with all these ISA type models, it's like, great. You know, the, the, the product really is, it, it's the education is important, but like, you got to get these people, you know, place it place, you know, you got to get them jobs. Um, so it kind of makes perfect sense for what you're doing. How, how do how, do you need any help as you're going about this or as you kind of try to build this giant company, you will need help. It takes a village to, to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring, looking for customers, you know, looking for users, investors, how can we assist? Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm looking for everything at this point for customers. I'm not sure if our early startup founders would be a good fit. You know, we look at companies that are 200 to thousand employees, but uh, once we do start, making some revenue. I want to make sure you prove the business model first. Then the plan is to, to raise some money and go out hire at least uh, like two to three people. So one would be a marketing person to handle the whole bootcamp grad space in terms of marketing, creating content and managing the community. And another one would be just a designer because we have a lot of things that we're going to be building soon, but that's probably about two months off. And then if someone's interested in learning more, trying it out, potentially working with you, how can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media, email, uh, email address? How can someone get in touch? Yeah. So, you know, I'm on, I'm on Twitter and LinkedIn all day. So Twitter is Rod underscore Dannon and LinkedIn is just Rod H Dannon. So you can message me on there and I'm pretty responsive. Groovy. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks. For, thanks for the invite, Matt.